0: Italian Wine Podcast. Cin-cin with Italian Wine People.
1: Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast with me, Monty Warden. My guest today is Roberto Di Filippo from the Di Filippo Winery in Canada, in Umbria, in Central Italy. Welcome, Roberto. Oh, thank you. I'm extraordinarily excited to have you here today. Me too. <laughs> and hopefully during the interview we'll find out why I am so excited. So just give me a little bit of family history. You run the winery with uh, your sister? Yes
0: yeah, me and my sister and we, my family started almost 50 years ago. Yeah it's me and my sister uh, started later and Completely. the name is Elena. Uh, no pardon Elena is my wife. Yeah. <laughs> Emma is my sister sorry. <laughs> and uh, Anyway so, we started in the 70s and early 70s planting the first vineyard and I started to work into the winery in the 86. So
1: that was was your father, what, your parents, was it your dad or your mum who started the winery?
0: Yeah. What was his? Your dad called? Italo. Italo. Okay. Yeah. Italo my mama and Pina, Giuseppe, Pina. Okay. And when did you take over with your sister? I started working in '86, and we started the society me and my sister in the 2002. So obviously you're, you are an organic winery, and we're going to come on to
1: how you actually work today. Was Italo your father? Was he organic or was he conventional? No,
0: he was conventional. I decided to start in the 1994. So a few years after I started to run into into the winery. And, why, why
1: did you go organic
0: then? Oh, we had, at the time it was mainly for three reasons. First of all because we are farmer and we are mainly in touch with the chemicals it was because our health problems secondary because we we are a small winery and so we want to give some special product to the customers to pay more attention third also because we are in um, in a town which has strangely a 9% of cancer probably because we have a big color uh, firm factories and so this said okay, okay we have to do something and yeah we had this factory in my, in my town in my village and what was it making? Oh, making colors for ceramics with a lot of you know Lead. Uh, yeah yeah so we we have these problems anyway so when you see around of you a lot of these problems, health problems, you say okay we have to do something. This is an active thing
1: to do. You went organic in around about 1994, and how has your organic farming
0: changed since then? Because you're doing a couple of things that are very different and unusual. Yeah, let's say in the beginning, you, you know, the main rule is very easy because you you can just use organic stuffs. So use forbidden the chemicals and everything. I've seen in the way, in the way, the, even the European rules they have changed. They are they have limited the use of copper, for instance. And um, cop- copper is used to treat a disease, called peronospora or downy mildew. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's the only way to fight against the peronospora, the powdery Okay, after years, we also started to introduce the biodynamic. Farming, which it means to use a lot of useful compost on the field, on the leaves. And also, we had a big problem with the soil compacting because you know, this kind of um, okay, agriculture, we use a lot of the tractors uh, and we have a clay cut, cut of soil. So we decided to use also all the system which avoids the use of the tractors to respect much more the soil. So we started to use the draft horses into the soil, to the winery, and also to clean the vineyard that we introduced the, the geese let's talk about the horses first mm-hmm. how okay. many horses do you have at the moment
1: oh, actually nine nine horses how many hectares of vineyards do you have uh, we have 30 hectares so that's about 70 acres roughly yes so that's a lot of horses actually what is a fairly small vineyard how do you stay financially viable oh let's say what, what are the economics of working with a horse if I so listen I'm Roberto I think you're totally crazy Yeah. <laughs> why don't you go back to using a tractor for everything what
0: are the economics Oh, let's say you're not the only one thinking that we are crazy here normally we are the freaky guys in this area running organically 24 years ago and nowadays with the horses anyway let's say to work with the horses uh, gives not just benefit on the soil but you can also save money if you calculate everything uh, just for instance when you clean the vineyards uh, by, with a plow i've calculated to pay um, roughly 200 euro by the tractor and uh, about less than 150 with the horses so how does the how, so when you same with the tractor the calculation
1: that you're making is the fuel yes and then the, the maintenance of the tractor throughout the year so oil yeah. changes
0: tires even the people uh, driving the drivers also uh, I've calculated also the driver so simply I have everything on my uh, report uh, annual report so I've calculated the cost per hour so, so for
1: the co- to be fair so for the cost for the horses you're calculating the food that they need yes the uh, labor by um, looking yeah. after them cleaning out the stables yes to clean and, the um, stables the Insurance, yes. veterinary things, insurance. new shoes, they have to be sh- have new shoes. Every, every two months,
0: of. every two months, we have to change it. We have to show the, the horses. Yes. So and you're
1: saying that it's still cheaper to work with a horse than it is with a tractor. A nice, comfortable tractor with a CD player in it, yeah. air conditioning.
0: Yeah, this is what I, I suppose. Okay, we, we, you can save money. By the way, let's say uh, with the tractor, you switch off the tractor and you can have a glass of wine or beer with your friends. And uh, with the horse, you have to take care about the horse. And the whole year. So you do that just if you're a passionate about this kind of work. So I don't believe that we will have a lot of followers with the draft horses as we had with the organic farming 24 years ago. It's a good challenge and uh, it works. So it's a kind of provocation just to say sometimes the technology and the tractors are not so convenient as but, we...
1: But in terms of your bottom line, in terms of your economics, as far as you're concerned, and also by working with the horses, there's less compaction. Yes. So that's very important. We can talk about that. But still, your calculations are that uh, you're, you're actually saving money by working with the horses. What about the ethical side? You talk about ethical farming in terms of the circulation of money, money staying in the community and leaving the community. What are yeah. the numbers on that on those parameters, and why is that important to
0: you to calculate those those parameters? Well, Monty, probably you are touching the most important point. When I say uh, roughly that we pay two hundred euro per hectare to clean with the plow with the tractor and uh, less than under fifty, it is not. Just just the quantity of money it's also where this money remains when I pay 200 euro with tractors probably 80% they move away from the territory when I pay 150 with the horses probably more than 50% it remains in the area and that's very important because one of the problem is that with agriculture agriculture is becoming poorer and poorer just the other business is much more important than agriculture so tractors industry and fuel and uh, chemicals and and just sometimes only 5% remains in the farmer wallet so we have to change something you need a ethical political economical and social will to bring to leave more money in agriculture
1: so basically you're, you're very much of the think global but act local philosophy
0: yeah. I told you that we have also not only winery here in Italy also winer in Romania and our philosophy was in any way to employ the local people even in Romania we choose not the industrial way to plant the vineyard we Employ the people in the area, and just to keep in touch with the most population, local population as possible. We do the same here in in, in Italy, in in Umbria. We employ local peoples. We train them. We keep the same people for years and years. It's a, we have a turnover very low. So we sometimes we can lose maybe one employee on thirty every year. So it, it means that they are in a good condition. I hope they are happy. So but are they?
1: But do they? Do they appreciate your economic? when they arrive for work obviously they know they're working in an organic vineyard which doesn't isn't being sprayed with systemics and neurotoxins but are they just happy that oh listen we work for this guy Di Filippo he's a bit of a crazy guy he's a classic organic he's got a beard he looks a bit scruffy we don't care we go out in the vineyard we get paid we go home we go to the supermarket, we buy, we buy our dinner. Or do they know that you
0: have this philosophy and do they appreciate that? Yeah, they, they appreciate Probably, let's say, uh, a lot of people who are working with us are, are the same a crazy mentality. So uh, we have a crew of uh, freaky guys. <laughs> no, okay, we are... No, that's not true. We are mainly normal people. And um, let's say they they feel to be more involved involved in, in agriculture and in what we are doing, because uh, we make a lot of, for instance, uh, pruning training and also agricultural training and um, biodynamic training. And now we are going to, move to make also draft horse training so we learn how to drive the carriage and the, the tools.
1: So you're teaching them, them skills, basically? Yeah. You're giving them life skills or skills... Yeah,
0: it's Important to make a team building and uh, also to to make them to feel to be more involved in uh, in what we are doing. For sure, it is not easy because everybody wants to. Create uh, their own corner. Maybe one day they do not like the horses. Okay, well, don't use the tractors. And uh, because we have a lot of animals, it's very complex. And sometimes the geese they eat the, the grapes, and so say, oh, uh, take away this uh, bad animals. And uh, it is not easy. But all my effort is to make them to understand that we have to change something. Because if I follow the mainstream streaming, I should fire 50% of my employees. So it's
1: uh, <laughs> but you have a huge risk as well. That- I mean, I know, you know if you think about all these employees, uh, my partner's an accountant, she does financial accounting for agricultural businesses, and everybody's terrified of having too many employees because they can't get rid of them. Yeah. So that's where the, the, the system, obviously, labour protection, which is obviously not a bad thing, but one of the reasons why I think all agriculture has become so reliant on machinery uh, and technology is because we've undervalued
0: the human aspect. Yeah, this is one of the important points, and I'm for sure we are going uh, against the mainstreaming because, you know, we are investing in all these technology keys and horses, which, which means to save um, uh, material resources, so uh, petrol or uh, metals, but we have to invest on the human resources. So it's the contrary. So, but, but, uh, the people are scared to employ more people, so everybody also around my territory are investing on new technology which allows to save any minutes of labour into the vineyard and uh, say, so this is crazy we are just 2% of people in Europe working in agriculture, in the States we are like they are like 1% and the result is low quality agriculture, desertification of fields, chemicals and blah and blah and uh, health problems I say, let's make one step back not like 100 years ago to employ 60% of people in agriculture, but we can move from two percent to a four, five, six percent in order to have a better quality of food, agriculture, territory and also safe material resource.
1: Do you think also the physical aspect I mean I've worked in vineyards and um, it is hard work, but at the end of the day, you do feel tired at the end of the day, but you, you get inc- an incredible amount of exercise. And actually, I find when I what I found when I used to come home from working in a vineyard all day long, my mind was incredibly active. If I come home from working in an office, I just, you know, you want to sit, flop on the sofa and put the TV on and just switch off. Is that important, the physical activity and mental health, or link, a link
0: between the uh, yeah, two? Yeah, yeah, there, there, there is a connection. And uh, unfortunately, I, I do not work so much into the fields and with the horses as I wish. But for sure, when you are working physically, you take care also about your body. Your, uh, you feel much better. You can work better. I don't know if I got your answer. That's or, okay. Yeah, so. Let's when you so a typical day. So if
1: you wake up and you know that you've got to get the horses ready. Mm. You know, they're in the stable. So between getting them from the stable into the vineyard, how long does that take? You have to... You have to,
0: um... uh, So the management is, okay, when I'm in a lucky day and I can afford to work with the horses, okay, I wake up, I go to the horse, and I pick up the horse with the launch, and uh, just uh, uh, we brush him just to take away some ground and something Dust, we we dress yeah. it and uh, then we take about 15-20 uh, minutes by sulky because we have the sake plow so have a to bar. some time to go into the vineyard some other time when we, it is close to the vineyard it takes uh, only five minutes and then we work about two hours two, two and a half hours this is the, the schedule in the morning and one and a half two hours in the, in the afternoon
1: so they work a maximum of four or five hours a day yeah
0: Depending on the kind of work, so you can see the horses when they are tired, and then you stop because when they are really tired, they are not so able to to go straight ahead. So they start to, start to go to swing.
1: So some people would say, oh, you know, a horse would be just happy staying in its stable, you know, turning on the DVD, the TV, having a bit of hay to eat and without going out and doing all
0: this work stuff in the <laughs> vineyard with no, you. No, 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 they, they, prefer, they prefer to move. When they are in the stable for uh, weeks and weeks, you can see they are nervous. They need to move and they appreciate they to work with, with us because we do not task them too much. Okay, we know when to stop. So the uh, physically the horses they have to move. The worst worst horse is the one who stays uh, months and months in the stable or in the paddock. And, uh, so it's very important to create this link with the horse, with the animals. Don't forget that the horse is a, an extraordinary sensitive animal. And uh, so they pick up your mood immediately. You also understand them. Uh, you have to be when you are working with the horses. You have to be in, the, in a good uh, mental and physical condition because they. Immediately understand if you are in a bad condition. Okay, uh, simply with your body language, with your uh, aspect and with your movements. And uh, so it's a they are a kind of mirror. It mirror. is not a mirror. It is not like a tractor. <laughs> you have the mirrors in the tractor, but in another way. And so it's uh, it's very important to it changes completely your mentality, your life. And uh, I try to move the other guys working the, with the tractors in my winery. Uh, I want to make them to know the, the horse labour which is different and uh, I hope that I will be able to move them because now the problem is that we have the double technology horses and tractors because you cannot abound immediately so we have also the double cost. so we have we made the research we have built up the tools and uh, we are sustaining both and uh, we didn't get any phones <laughs> from did, Italy did you
1: make your own tools for the horses
0: yes, yes we did I strangely I am a uh, a winemaker analogies but few of the people they believe it because I'm able to also do well, to weld to make the tools and to project and okay the, we have made the prototypes and now we are working with a professional uh, artisanal laboratory just to build um, professional tools and a uh, but we had our ideas. I travelled a lot in, uh, also in the States. I was in touch with the Amish people and also with the you know, French people in France. They have a wonderful uh, tools for the horses and for the vineyards, probably the best.
1: So you're saying that you're going to see the Amish in America because they work with horses, about 200,000 Amish, I think, in America. So they have still these tools that um, are tried and tested, the design of them for for ploughing the soil. For yeah. It's not just one plough. have several different ploughs for different jobs. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying that they are... They're quite um,
0: avant-garde they're quite ahead in terms of their technology their plough technology they have a wonderful technology I've seen some uh, amazing tools um, okay they do not have tools for vineyards I haven't seen because they have not vineyards so they do not drink alcohol Okay, they say that, but some, some of them, they the Greek. <laughs> uh, anyway, I've seen some wonderful plows uh, hybrids with a hydraulic system to, to lift and, uh, and it, it was completely made by the Samish. And they, they have also a big advantage because they produce not few units like in France or Italy, they produce hundreds, so they have a lower cost, and probably you pay uh, one-third or, or a quarter than, than Italy or France. For uh, a tool yeah. a, a to go with a horse. Yeah, yeah, yes, absolutely. Tell me about
1: the geese. You, you mentioned geese oh. and permaculture, so explain why would you have geese in your vineyard? How did that all come about?
0: Okay, the Easter is, uh, it is nice because... All these projects was, was born almost uh, 10 years ago, okay, eight, nine, um, talking with a friend of mine. Uh, he's a researcher, uh, Adolfo Rosati. Now he's started researching a lot in agroforestry. So uh, chatting, we were thinking about all the system to do not compound the soil. So to plow into the vineyard, we are using to till the vineyards we are uh, working with the horses and then he told me okay to clean to keep clean with the the weed take a look on the internet and look for uh, weeding with geese you can find a lot of things about the uh, American peoples uh, cleaning the cotton crops with the geese or uh, in Japan and China they they use uh, the, the ducks to clean the rice crops and I started to study also how many geese you, you have to keep on the, on the vineyards which is about 40 per acre and uh, 40 per acre uh, yes 40, 100 per, 100 one per hectare. hectare yeah yes it is very interesting because in the beginning it was just to keep clean after that we have discovered and also Adolfo we discovered the agroforestry which is an old term born in the 70s which means to join together two kind of crops. In the um, former time, it was concerning just uh, one orchard, for instance, paired with a barley or legumes, and you have a synergism. The second crop, keep clean, keep clean the, the orchard, or you, you can also add um, uh, nitrogen with uh, legumes, and you have the double production. And you can increase also 40% the total production. So
1: basically, the orchard is producing fruit by growing nitrogen fixing legumes between the trees uh, you can harvest them and eat them yeah. and they leave nitrogen they suck nitrogen out of the atmosphere put it in the soil and then the trees mm-hmm. can use that nitrogen to grow their, their next crops so it's a very efficient uh, economical way of getting two crops from yeah. one piece of land
0: yes yeah, so it's a uh, old new technology you have to cure this whole technology and upgrade with a uh, modern uh, knowledge we have a lot of agroforestry now nowadays it means also to join not only two crops but also one crop and one breeding uh, we are using uh, the geese into the vineyard but here here we have experience also in Umbria with the hens and in, uh, to the um, olive trees, olive plants. So the,
1: what are the geese doing? Are they uh, just they, um, running they around clean, or they actually doing any
0: work? They are the best employees. Uh, no payments, you know, no unions. <laughs> <laughs> no unions, no pension plan. <laughs> No Nothing against the unions, but okay. And uh, they clean, they eat the grass, they fertilize and uh, we have the double production. We increase a lot the um, uh, quality of the soil because we have a lot of, much more than microorganisms. And is very important. Yeah, it's very important. This so how many, how many geese per hectare? We have roughly 100 geese. So then that's about um, 40 per acre. Yeah, that's right. This is the pressure of animal per hectare. Surface you can afford. If you have too much animals, then you have also damages on the vineyards. They start eating the,
1: the leaves and the grapes. Yeah, they, they,
0: they can. Yeah, then you you can keep them away in certain periods uh, when you have the new sprouts, the, new, the young uh, yeah, yeah, sprouting. You have true. to keep them away, and um, then also when you have the uh, the grapes and the, during the maturation, and it means uh, in August you have to move away and so there is also technology it's a way to uh, keep clean the vineyards uh, instead of to use the chemicals uh, the herb or machinery yeah and we, we you can we can say we are moving also from the mechanical and chemical agriculture to the knowledge agriculture you can keep clean with the geese or also with the hands simply you have to know how to manage it also with the chemicals there is a knowledge but the knowledge is only just a few uh, okay, industry which produces the chemical to molecules to, to clean it. So, so they, they
1: have the patent of, yeah, and they know yeah. how the rest of the chemical formula is formulated. Yeah. So they have the, you're saying they have the knowledge, a small group of people, whereas in your type of farming, anybody that works in your vineyard will have the knowledge of,
0: or should gain the knowledge of, how to work with the geese, how yeah. to work with the horses, how you to have look to, after them. You have to cook, they have to coordinate each other and they have to understand and also be patient because okay when you you have the, the geese and you have to enter with the tractor to spray the treatments the the goose manager, the geese manager have to move away in that day for a couple of days that the geese so they have to communicate so it's um, I told you it's a kind of uh, complex uh, interaction. Crew interaction between the animals and the people taking care about the horses and the animals and also the, the guys using the tractors they have to use only a Two rows only one row only two because when they you compact the soil with the tractor it's very difficult it's very hard to work with the horses so the rule the main rule okay where do you do you enter with the horses it is not allowed to enter with the tractor
1: so how do you do that so if you have um, say you have nine rows of vineyard how many rows will only ever get the tractor and how many rows will only ever get the horses. It's three for the tractors and six for the horses. So they always stay the same. So there's always, we would say, one driving row Mm -hmm. and then two
0: non-drive, two horse rows, one driving row, two horse rows. Yeah, so this means one, we call them one compacting row and two respecting rows.
1: So the compacting row, each on either side of the the tractor row, will have um, soft soil
0: with the horses. Yeah.
1: Okay. So we we are
0: are using we are uh, using a special sprayer, opening with with wings and uh, spraying three rows at a time. So it means we are using also technology. We do not refuse technology. Absolutely. We try to modulate technology and also new and old technologies because also using horses. Could be a modern technology, so you, we can use also the Wi-Fi just to open the um, the gate of the geese in the morning, and also to have the camera. So the the guys taking care about the uh, the geese they can also control by a smartphone. Why not Why? to uh, refuse this kind of technology? We can they can save a mileage with their car, instead of to move every moment with with the car into the into the stable of the geese. So we are simply to record this. Uh, sometimes it's very. Cheap technology throughout the daily life yeah, to, to minimize environmental impacts yeah.
1: So basically so you're combining the best of modern technology in terms of saving time and saving fuel and not burning energy yeah. and trying to keep as much money in the local community
0: as possible. Yeah, this is the, the target. And uh, I told you this is absolutely against the mainstreaming because, you know, I make also provocation. I say maybe I'm I'm a farmer, I'm stupid. I do not understand why you're trying to save labor. And uh, we are investing more and more in the material resource. And uh, we are 7 billion, only 1 billion is working and maybe we have 2 or 3 billions of unemployed people on the planet and we, we are making wars for the petrol, for the metals and everything. So uh, it means maybe we have to make this um, freaky step back.
1: Okay, so there's an, there is definitely an ethical, there's an environmental aspect, and there's an ethical aspect. But it's yeah. really based, you're saying it's based on logic. It's not based on any weird philosophy, or it's no. based absolutely on logic and, and a, a lot of economics as well.
0: Yeah, so we try to keep the, in Italy we say to keep the, the feet on the ground, and uh, yeah, to be, it's the same in English. Uh, I'm happy <laughs> to hear that. Anyway, I want to feel on myself a farmer. I, I'm not a philosopher, as I told you before, and uh, I appreciate philosopher, farmer life like uh, Fukuoka or like uh, um, Steiner. And uh, so we have to practically work daily. And use our mind, it's much easier to recover, to collect a lot of information with the internet, with the net. We have to use it. Also, because we are making this a, a rare kind of agriculture. So we have to keep in touch and create a net for the few crazy farmers doing uh, things like that and uh, to exchange the idea. The idea, for, for instance, is to create these new tools and to put all the project on the internet.
1: So you're not you're not developing things just
0: for you. You're saying, listen, I've no, designed no, no. this plow, or yeah. I'm doing this thing I, with my geese. I want to make a, a kind of PDF or something like that, so anybody can download the project. Maybe they are in Austria or in uh, South Africa. They can copy it, and the idea is to to make a kind of a Linux of the working uh, horse, working tools, uh, so they can come, and download, upgrade and upload with the with the other things. So the just to modify we are really few people doing that so you have to we have to keep in touch and we have a powerful tool, tool like the net and we have to use it
1: so you're saying you're not patenting what you're doing you're saying listen I'm doing this this works this worked for me I'm sharing my knowledge I'm giving it away for free mm-hmm. and you're very happy that people say oh yeah the geese thing sounds interesting I'll try that yeah he says right 40 geese per hectare 50 geese is too many per hectare 30 maybe not quite enough so you're giving, it, you're giving it away for
0: free maybe if you're in 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 Holland or in, in uh, north Italy you have uh, more rain yeah so so you can have also more gears. So you say, okay, in Italy, in in, in Holland, you can keep also in our North, North China, under fifty gears. Or uh, this is what we 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 have to say. And we have also to value the animals we are producing because we have a lot of benefits. Also on the meat, on the eggs, you know, all the feeding is mainly by grass, 80%. So they have much more healthy fat like the omega-6. They, I'm saying, the quality
1: of the goose meat is much better because they've, yeah. they've been
0: eating green plants rather yeah. than eating um, pellets. Yeah, that's very important because, you know, in modern disease like cancer, Alzheimer or heart disease, the main reason seems to be this low quality fat like the omega-6. So we have to change the how to breed animals. So aerobic
1: exercise in the vineyard, healthy meat from the geese yeah. in the vineyard, and you can eat them. And a free-range goose mm-hmm. is, that's been eating what it normally would eat in the wild, green grass, mm-hmm.
0: is going to be a healthier dinner than goose that has never seen the sunlight. Probably it's um, everything we are producing. It seems to be healthy and organic and biodynamic. I say just my life looks to, to be not really organic because you can imagine Monty that we with all this project, these things is very complex. I need a. Good thing we need, have a good horse trainer like Daniele, and uh, also in a passionate guy like Marco taking care about the goose and uh, wonderful people also in Romania. And uh, otherwise, it's impossible to manage such kind of project.
1: You haven't really talked about your wines, but let's talk. you do make some no added sulfite wines, like yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we did it, so it's a new challenge for me. So, I tried your there are a lot of no added sulfite wines out there, and I don't want to get into too many polemics, but so I won't get into any polemics. I'd like to I could spend four hours going into Palauics but ultimately my view on no added sulfite wines is they're, they're delicious when they're made with really top quality grapes and the winemaker knows what he or she is doing the two best no added sulphite wines I've ever had and one of them was with you a couple of days ago both of them have come from horse ploughed vineyards yeah one of them came from the longer lot a wine called Bernard Belazin from Genizia he grew up with horses when he was a kid and um, he has a horse ploughed vineyard and you're the same Mm. I'm sure there's a link there somewhere how do you make your no added sulphite wine because you don't just pick the grapes and ferment them you have a real plan before you make your no added sulphite wine and that's why it tastes clean and fresh and nobody would ever guess that it was a no added sulphite wine it was delicious how do you
0: make it oh so it's very important to have uh, an excellent grape. And so they come from the no sulfite, the uh, Grechetto, the Trebbiano Spolettino, and the top of the Grechetto wine from the uh, no tractors vineyard. So they both... And, got, okay,
1: so it's two grape varieties, uh, Trebbiano Spolettino
0: yeah, and Grechetto. So they both come from horse uh, plough yeah. vineyards. This right? small uh, production, it means they are only maybe 10,000 bottles. Totally. They, they come from... Uh, 4 hectares. Uh, Yes, there is a link. It is not easy to prove because we should make different training uh, in a different plot. And uh, so anyway, let's say my feeling is that we have much more complex soil and also wonderful quality of grapes, low production. And so we have a really powerful um, grapes and um, a grapes rich of aroma and complexity. And so this is very important uh, for a no sulfite wine. So you you
1: pick the grapes. So Mm -hmm. so basically they have very very good physiological ripeness and yeah. analytical ripeness. So you get the numbers, the sugar levels, and you get the the flavors. So you pick them by hand. You stick them in a press. Yes,
0: we, we use. Okay, we, we try to save anyway to keep away the the grapes and the juice from the oxygen. So we use also uh, a tin of uh, carbonic gas uh, during the pressing. Okay. And so there, there
1: you go again. That's classic. You old-fashioned goose-farmed yeah. vines. You're in the medieval area, and you get the grapes in. You're using technology. A technology. Yeah, we, we so. do. The mm-hmm. cat Okay. Now
0: we do. I told you we do not refuse technology we we want to when we need we use it Okay. then we, we have the completely biodynamic protocol so natural cleaning and then we use the wild yeast for the fermentation so you press you get the juice so the juice goes into the tank for the white wine mm-hmm. and it starts fermenting yeah. on its own with wild ambient yeast yeah it takes a, a long period you know because with that wild yeast and also because the croquette is very difficult to, ferment, to be fermented anyway the, my mentality for the no sulfite wine is because we refuse the chemical protection against mainly oxidation, we need a powerful wine. So, if you have a good aroma heritage, you can keep the wine longer. And also, if you lose a part of the aroma because the oxidation, you still have a pleasant wine. If you have a weak wine and you lose the aroma, you have just water and alcohol, and the wine is unpleasant.
1: So, okay, so you pressed it, you've got the juice, it goes into tank, it ferments with wild yeast. Mm-hmm. And then, what do you do? How long do you leave it on its lees? Do you just leave it on the gross lees, the mm-hmm. thick lees? Uh, formed by fermentation we,
0: we use on the, we leave on the thick leaves uh, at least for six months this is very important because the, the leaves the quality leaves are the natural protection against the uh, oxidation and also you make the wine much more complex we use the, the leaves for many uh, many months when we stop to use the leaves for the white wine we use the, we move the, um, the leaves on the, on the red wines just because I told you it's a natural protection against the oxidation also yeah. it's a um, a way to make the wine more complex so you recycle the lees into the red yeah you're
1: saying that for the white wine you leave it on gross lees but then you rack it and it will still form some lees you don't want to leave it on the gross
0: lees too long why not because the, the gross lees I think the rough lees you see are saying uh, the gross lees are stinking they are, they are, you have to move away the gross lees because they are not just lees they are leaves and also part of skins and uh, wood and everything. And it is really a bad smell. So you have to make your enological labor. <laughs> you have to be en- 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 enological. So again,
1: your technological side is so here. Yeah. You decide when the moment is to rack off um, where the leaves could start turn, making the wine turn stinky and eggy. You say, right, we'll rack off the, the wine mm-hmm. and we can recycle those leaves into a red and yeah. throw them away to give the red a little bit more um, food. Mm-hmm. And then you take the, the white wine and then what happens
0: to it? To Good. settle
1: again before you bottle it?
0: It or not, yeah, and we, we do not filter it. About the gross leaves, it's, it is not difficult to separate them, simply, we move them away before the fermentation. So, you okay. you, you have to keep it to rest because if you have the gross leaves uh, during the fermentation, you have a bad smell, especially the brood aroma. Okay, let's do
1: that again. So, basically, so you
0: press, mm-hmm. you put the juice in the tank, okay, you let it settle. Then, what happens for normally it's one or two days, okay, and then, okay, for the no sulfite wine because we want to use only the biodynamic protocol. we let them to, to settle down with the other cricket too, we use the flotation system which is also technology but in a small quantity means to keep away also the oxygen from the from the juice so it's also a natural way to keep away the wine from the oxygen instead of to use the sulfites so it's, um, it's a way to depending on the wine uh, to use different technologies but at the end I am a winemaker. I'm at 30 years experience of winemakers and it should be my main job.
1: Okay, so for the for the no added sulfur wine you you press the um, gliceto mm-hmm. for example. You get the juice into a tank. Okay. You let it settle for a couple of days. Yeah. And then you rack it off the gross lees. Mm-hmm. The, the thick sludge. Why do you rack it off the gross leaves, the thick
0: sludge? Uh, because the gross leaves, they, they have often a bad smell. Uh, so and uh, also broad. and uh, So you have to move it away. Especially you have to move it away before the fermentation. Okay, so you ferment with fairly clean juice. A little bit turbid, but not thickly turbid. Not, not really perfectly clean. Yeah. Especially the croquet, which is very tough to clean. Uh, it is not a problem if it is a bit cloudy. Okay. A bit cloudy. Uh, yeah. yeah, cloudy. Yeah. So, so then a- you
1: ferment that in another tank? Yes. And how do you, so after fermentation, obviously there's still carbonic gas around. Are you using that to protect the wine naturally so that you don't have to add sulfides?
0: No, we use also, we keep the wine for some months. uh, We move, okay, the release every every week. Um, So you keep
1: clean, so this is very important. You keep keep making sure the wine is still fairly clean, it's not getting too turbid and stinky.
0: And then we we also keep under the nitrogen for um, uh, some months. It helps.
1: so technology again, so it makes yeah. technology and common sense. It helps. And then you bottle it.
0: Yeah, even because you need it on the croqueto because the croquetto is very tough. You have easy oxidation because, you know, the croquetto, has a lot of catechins and the catechins, they have an easy oxidation and also you can have bitter tests after testing and also bitter aroma. So it's very important to keep away the, the croqueto from the oxidation. It's very important also to have a soft pressing, because if you press too much, then you extra too much color and too much catechins and also a lot of bitterness and a bad smell
1: okay so anybody that's listening to this you have to trust me on this if you want to if you want to have an absolutely textbook example of how to make a white wine with no added sulfites it's absolutely delicious and it's got texture it's got it's savory it's intense it's balanced it's got varietal typicity. it's got terroir typicity. and it's very very clean and clear and with an incredibly vibrant mouthfeel you have to try this wine trust me this is a model of how to make now wines which taste absolutely fantastic that do not taste like horse stables or goose droppings or whatever trust me on this you just have to believe me okay yeah I'm, I'm now working as his PR <laughs> agent the only, Just sign a, uh, a really very important contract we, we,
0: we produce just 3,000 bottles of grecato that's doesn't? okay
1: 3,000 enough you, you know, <laughs> the, if I, you're I, friends. any sommeliers who have big responsibilities in top restaurants your job is in a restaurant the chef has to know what he's doing in terms of science in, in terms of in terms of public health because you can't get away with bad cooking in a restaurant um, and poison people I'm not saying they can do that with wine trust me on this this is this is an absolute example of how to do it properly so are you optimistic about the future when i meet people like you you know you you inspire because you are blending the advantages of modern technology and there are labor saving advantages energy saving advantages with with technology plus uh, you're working with with animals and i think that has an incredible impact a beneficial impact on mental health human mental health by working with animals so there's that aspect you're adding to biodiversity you're adding to your rural community by your investment in people trying to recycle money locally keep think global act local you're ticking all the boxes what else could you do what else do you think you could do is there any other ideas you got in your head roberto where you think you know what i've done i'm doing this with the animals no plowing uh, organic biodynamic what else what would be your next step is there
0: anything that you're missing we are doing a lot we what we are what we have to do also we have to communicate it also because the, I think there are a lot of people, the majority of the peoples are looking for that. I'm also optimistic optimist on the, on the peoples and uh, especially on the young peoples when you train them. And when you show how we are working, they catch immediately the, the sense, and uh, they change their mentality. So I trust a lot, especially on the young people, on their passions. They, I say, they have a lot of energy when they put all their passion. I steal in some way their positive energies. So it is very important to to work with a, a school and a schools and university. So we also often uh, university, not only from Italy, also from all around the world. We had universities from Holland from the United States, I guess from UK in the next time. For me uh, it means also to um, pay something, to uh, spend more, my time with the students but we have to do that because this is the future otherwise if you do not see it as farmers on the young people, we cannot harvest positive things in the next years.
1: So communication and letting people know what you're doing mm-hmm. is very important so yeah. that um, I agree with you about this being the future and yeah. um, I think you're. It's the, it seems old-fashioned but it's not. there's a logic behind it and um, you're blending the best of modern technology with traditional practices that make sense for environment and for also our personal environment our, our mental health and our physical health thanks very much indeed roberto for coming in and telling us about the di filippo winery in umbria anybody that's into organic biodynamic natural wine no added sulfite wine anybody that likes geese or horses this is your destination of choice or should be that's the italian wine podcast thanks
0: for listening thank you follow italian wine podcast on facebook and instagram